The 1st of August is the hottest day of the summer so far. The sky is a bright and cloudless blue, the sun is white, and the whole land, as far as the blue mountains in the distance, is a mass of gold and brown due to the hosepipe ban, which has been in force for the last two weeks. On either side of Johnny and Catherine's garden, dried-up fields stretch on as far as my eye can see. The glass of sparkling water I'm holding has lost its sparkle, as have I. Both of us are too hot to be out here, but Johnny and Catherine have insisted on having about 200 people to their granddaughter's christening, and, in this southwest-facing back garden, the sun is relentless. There is no relief to be found either in their house or in the marquee. This whole christening is a farce, I think, as I sip the tepid water. Neither Luke, my son, nor Tanny, his girlfriend, is religious. But if the child didn't get baptised, it'd be the talk of the district for months to come. My mother, who is normally pretty tolerant, was even anxious for it to go ahead. God almighty, she said to me one night, if they don't get the child baptised soon, she'll walk up the church one day and do it herself. I'd stayed out of it, hoping that Luke and Tanny would stay strong. But even they couldn't withstand the pressure. And, as Tanny said the last time I saw her, Sure, a party's a party, no matter what way you look at it. On your own? Johnny Egan, Tanny's dad, lands in beside me and I try not to blush. It takes everything I have to sound normal when faced with either him or his wife. I'd gone out with Johnny for a few years in school before Catherine had arrived, super shiny, down from Dublin and snatched him from me. Years later, my ex-husband, Rob, had lived up to his name and robbed Johnny and Catherine of most of their savings. And if that wasn't bad enough, my 18-year-old son had got together with their 18-year-old daughter and subsequently made her pregnant. A litany of horrors. My mother has gone to get us both another drink, I answer, my voice mercifully even. Looked at objectively, Johnny hasn't aged well. Sometimes being top dog in school is a curse. To me, Johnny looks as if he's still trying to hold on to whatever it was he'd once had, because life hasn't delivered on its earlier promise. His tan is too deep, his trousers too tight, and I recognise his shirt, a blue and yellow flowery affair, from Luke's wardrobe. But there is something there, on my part anyway. Maybe because he was my first love. Plus, he's a lot friendlier to me than his wife is, though that may be explained by my having been the first girl to show him a bra. Good party. It is in its arse. He fires back, blue eyes laughing down at me. When did you ever get to be so polite, Lucy Golden? My heart gives a whoomp as my cheeks light up. For feck's sake. I wish I could say it was a hot flush, but it's not. It's the way he smiles. It brings me back to when I was fifteen. I miss being fifteen. But Jesus, Lucy, I chide, this is not the same man you used to fancy like mad. This is the man who picked a stuck-up cow for a wife. So how nice can he actually be? I'm enjoying it. I sound like a nun. I spot my mother picking her way towards us in her high shoes. Her mission to get me another drink has been aborted because she has Sirocco, my eight-month-old granddaughter, beautiful child, horrendous name, 
in her arms and has commandeered Luke to carry the drinks. He looks even hotter and sweatier than me. He's wearing the suit he wore for his Debs, which was a bad choice on a day that's hitting 30 degrees. I feel suddenly sorry for him, catapulted into this adult world before he was ready. Hello, Johnny, my mother calls. Didn't you get a lovely day for it? The baptism was beautiful. Isn't that new priest an awful Egypt, though? She smiles at Sirocco as she says it. An awful Egypt, she repeats in a high-pitched voice, making Sirocco coo and gurgle. Turning back to Johnny, she adds, Where was he going with the amount of water he threw over the poor child? I thought he was waterboarding her. Johnny laughs, and once more I'm catapulted back to fifth year in school and the sound of Johnny clattering along the corridors. My ears were hyper-attuned to every move of the boy back then.